Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host, Nick, from a tiny studio in San Diego. What's up? How are you? Uh, how are you guys doing? It's um, it's the twenty eighth of February. Normally, I'd say it's the end of February, but we have one more day. It's it's a it's a leap year. Um, so didn't get the best news today. So just gonna clarify that as uh, I may not sound as enthusiastic today as I I might normally. So, uh, there may be an episode next week. There may not be. I'll keep you guys informed just, uh, just to keep you guys in the loop, but still got stuff to talk about today. Um, anyway, uh, top three stories today. We'll just, uh, we'll get it out of the way now. Um, Pokemon Presents was on Tuesday. Uh, yesterday, we learned about the new Pokemon Legends game, which will be called Pokemon Legends Zeta, uh, Zeta, why did I call it Zeta, Zed Alpha, <laughs> or Z, Z-A, uh, Z-A, I don't, I don't know how it's being said, nobody, they haven't said anything other than Pokemon Legends Z-A, uh, Return to Kalos, surprisingly, uh, the settings of Pokemon X and Y. Uh, EA and Sony have both announced major layoffs affecting their studios and canceling many games. And uh, the Naked Gun movies are returning. And the reboot with Liam Neeson being produced by Seth MacFarlane is real, is a go, and is coming out next July. So, big news there. Big, big news there. Uh, other than that, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Threads, Instagram, all the fun stuff. Um, also, don't forget to check out nicksnerdnews.com, our website, where you guys can uh, listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, you can uh, find links to all of our streaming sites. We're on, uh, we're on YouTube, we're on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, Spotify, of course, all the big ones. You guys can find us there. Um, also, coming soon, I'm going to be putting all my top ten lists on there. Um, movies, games, shows. So that way you guys will have a nice repository for all of it. And uh, quick reference 
and uh, maybe I'll start I'll start doing some more posts and publish stuff on there as uh, as time goes on. I, I'm I, I like our new my new platform a lot more than I, I liked uh, the previous one. I switched to Squarespace. It's a lot uh, simpler, more user friendly, I think, than Wix was, in my personal opinion. I know other people might have opinions about the other ones. That's fine. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's get to the show, shall we? What's, uh, what's going on in the video game world? Well, uh, Elden Ring sales have surged several million after the DLC announcement was made last week. A lot of people are hopping back in. Uh, well, hopping in. I should say for the first time, I doubt uh, I doubt people would be hopping back in uh, by buying it again. But <laughs> you know you know what I meant, right? Um, no surprise there. Uh, the Erd Tree, Shadow of the Erd Tree coming soon. EA has released more details about College Football 25, uh, even going into how they will be paying players and uh, details about it and more before the full reveal officially in May. But uh, in an article published by ESPN, EA Sports revealed it will pay players opting to use their name, image, and likeness uh, in college football that over 11,000 college football players can opt in to be featured in College Football 25. Uh, Any player who opts in will receive $600 and a copy of the game. Uh, The game itself, of course, is valued at $70. Uh, ESPN further notes that student-athletes will remain in the game for all their college football careers, but can opt out of future installments. Uh, So they're essentially making $670. Is that a worthy fee for their likeness? That's for you to decide, and for them to decide. Um, if they remain in the game for multiple years, they will be compensated annually, even if they transfer. Only requirement for transfer students be that they remain on a roster for that school's football program. Oh, so if, if they go in for their whole career, they're going to make at least uh, $2,800, almost three grand. Again, not a whole lot. Hopefully they get a copy of the game every year. And uh, EA Sports VP of Business Development, Sean O'Brien, told ESPN, Studio looked at deals they completed for other sports video games, such as Madden NFL, and um, they said, quote, comes with no expected services by the athlete and will be guaranteed no matter the game's success, unquote. Well, yeah, you have a ton of money, EA, and that makes sense. Uh, In a separate article, um, Dynasty Mode and Road to Glory will return uh, in the new installment, uh, but College Football 25 will run on the same engine as Madden, and which is now both are on the Frostbite engine. It will have every bowl game, incorporate a 12-team college football playoff system, uh, NIL, the transfer portal, and some of the newer inclusions in collegiate sports will also be featured uh, but they didn't give any more detail other than that. Um, all 134 FBS schools have agreed to participate with up to 85 players on each team. Uh, Real-life coaches won't be featured, um, but however, that they could be included in the future. 
as they are exploring ways to, quote, offer coaches the opportunity to opt in beyond year one, unquote. Uh, the full reveal, of course, will happen sometime in May. Uh, that's just uh, some icing on the cake, if you will. The creator of the Mother series of games has uh, urged players that to stop bugging him, uh, and they should bug Nintendo about the fact that Mother 3 is getting a virtual console release, but only in Japan and not the U.S. Uh, he's essentially told them to kindly bug Nintendo, since uh, people are essentially what's amount to harassing him online, uh, which I do not condone in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why they would condone the, or I don't know why they would harass the creator of the game. They usually don't have a lot of say in where the game goes <laughs> post-release, especially one that's been out for quite some time. Uh, Sony has announced that they are planning some updates for PSVR 2 this year, including PC connectivity. Uh, no official release date on that, but hopefully sometime, at, sometime this year. Uh, Pal World has sold 15 million units on Steam in its first month, uh, showing you just the power of that game. Uh, they continue to update it and make uh, fixes for bugs as uh, the game continues to grow its player base. Uh, League of Legends fighting game that Riot announced uh, sometime last year finally has a release date and a name. It will be called 2XKO, set in the League of Legends universe, and is due out sometime in 2020, 2025. Excuse me. Uh, so if you guys are looking forward to that, that's uh, next year will be your chance. Uh, Mortal Kombat's Peacemaker DLC is out today, as well as the inclusion of an update that finally gives players the opportunity for cross-platform play on uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, Peacemaker, of course, is based on the Peacemaker character from the, the DCU film universe, played by John Cena. John Cena, of course, gives his likeness and voice to the character for Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, we've learned that Brock Lesnar and Vince McMahon have been removed from WWE 2K24 uh, as playable characters, not just the cover of the anniversary cover, um, anniversary edition of the game, uh, due to their ongoing uh, connection to the major lawsuit being faced by the WWE and accusations levied against Vince McMahon. Uh, Warner Brothers is upset with the performance of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. Apparently more people are playing the Arkham games on Steam than they are Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, an official quote said the game has, quote, fallen short of our expectations, unquote. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you release a game that, like, people hate, A, because it's a games-as-a-service and a live-service game, B, because you kill off amazing characters, like, of course people are going to hate it. Um, no word on sales figure, which that means it's not doing well. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> you know, compared to Hogwarts Legacy, which was the best-selling game last year overall, um, they said, quote, this year, Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our games business up for a tough year-over-year -year 
comp in Q1, unquote. Well, yeah, no shit. That's how finances work. Um, I'm not surprised, though. Are you? Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, Helltivers 2 finally released a patch which increased the server limit for players. It's been running smoothly. Uh, everyone's been having fun. Uh, they handled all players over the weekend without a problem, the dev said. Uh, they've also said that they're returning to original development plan. Uh, in a tweet, Arrowhead CEO John Johan Pilstedt said he was proud of the team. And uh, they hit a concurrent player count record, once again hitting 458,709. Uh, there were some significant server problems over the last week or so, people waiting hours to get into the game. Uh, server cap was increased to 700,000, and uh, they hope to uh, get it up to 800,000, but uh, they plan to start upgrading the game in other ways. Uh, Age of Empires uh, at World's Edge, or World's Edge, the studio that Microsoft owns behind the Age of Empires franchise, uh, had their own little like showcase last week. Showed off several different things, including Age of Empires Mobile, uh, which looks okay. A new expansion for Age of Empires 2, which is still going strong over 20 years later. There's more people playing Age of Empires 2 than there are people playing Age of Empires 4, which is wild to me. <laughs> Granted, it's the definitive edition, updated edition, things like that, which you can get on Game Pass. And then what they also showed off towards the end, nothing major, uh, but several characters from the Age of Mythology Retold uh, remake that's coming out later this year, officially announced, uh, and showing off some of the assets. The character models look amazing uh, in their new high-fidelity forms and new looks for Age of Mythology Retold. Uh, several other screenshots went up on Steam. If you guys want to check that out, that will hit consoles, at, oh, excuse me, Xbox and PCs later this year, and it will be on Game Pass. I'm very excited. Eight, I actually played Age of Mythology before I ever played um, Age of Empires. I mean, the first time I ever really played Age of, Age of Empires was, I think, last year or the year before when four came when four came out. Uh, right before four came out, I started playing. Age of Empires 1 and 2 and all that. Like I said, I, I never played them before. So, I had always played Age of, uh, Age of Mythology, which very much enjoyed. And I played other games that were made by Ensemble Studios, like Rise of Nations and things like that. So, it was... Uh, I cannot wait for Age of Mythology Retold. I can't wait to get back into that game. Uh, no word on if... The DLC that came out way after the fact that I didn't even know about until recently will be in the retold version or not. Uh, you can add a new place to play Doom uh, as more and more and more people find out ways to, to put Doom on, on different technology. Uh, looks like it will be playable on a lawnmower. Yes, a lawnmower. <laughs> it's, it's one of these smart lawnmowers like a iRobot vacuum. And you, yeah, you can play Doom on it. I, I don't know, man. I, they're putting doom on everything. High on Life is getting a physical release uh, that we learned at IGN FanFest. It will come with, uh, it's like a special edition. It will come with a version of Knifey. And uh, 
his name? I don't even remember. But uh, soundtrack and some other things if you guys want a physical version of the game. Uh, NVIDIA has now become a $2 trillion company uh, off the back of AI. But yes, NVIDIA, the chip maker, the graphics card maker, the candlestick maker. <laughs> no, they don't make candlesticks. Uh, is is a is now a trillion two trillion dollar company, which is wild to think about. Uh, the successor to the Nintendo Switch, what some are calling the Switch Two, uh, what we don't really know what it is yet or what it will be yet, uh, may have been delayed to March of next year, maybe uh, sometime else in spring. I'm ex fully expecting a full reveal sometime in the next month or two, uh, if not later, uh, from Nintendo for them to fully announce whatever the Switch's, Switch's successor will be. Um, Supermassive Games, uh, the makers of many, many successful horror games, has announced a reduction in staff. Uh, they will be laying off 90 people as uh, things change for them, the d British developer. Uh, the massive layoffs racking the video game industry continue into 2024, which it doesn't make sense. People are playing games more than ever, yet somehow these, uh, these studios can't keep employees. Um, there is some good news in the games industry, though, as well. Tekken 8 has sold 2 million copies in its first month, selling a million copies in its first day, uh, far outpacing the previous entry in the franchise, Tekken 7, which was one of the highest-selling games in the franchise. It looks like Tekken 8 is, is on track to surpass that. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag has seen a 200% player increase uh, as Skull and Bones is released. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, of course, is the reason Skull and Bones exists. It would go on to uh, influence that game. The game that came out 20, in 2013, yes, that shows you how much Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones has been delayed. Skull and Bones was supposed to come out years ago. Um, via, via PC Games and the player numbers of Black Flag have floated uh, either side of 1,000 for years, which is according to SteamDB. Uh, the number spiked on February 16th, the game Skull and, the day Skull and Bones actually released. Um, it hit 1,679 players on launch day, followed by 2,600 players on the 17th, 3,200 players on the 18th, and uh, has not dipped below 2,400 since then. Uh, as much as the on Sunday, it hit over... 300, 3,500 players. So it was, it was around uh, 3,600 players on Sunday. Skull and Bones is yet to launch on Steam. I've heard it's hovering under a million players. So we'll get to more Skull and Bones news in a second. Uh, Let Me Solo Her has announced that he will stop fighting the boss uh, Mel Melania uh, two years ago. We learned, everyone learned about Let Me Solo Her, the player who runs around with a bucket on his head and no armor and only underwear. Um, Let Me Solo Her, of course. He is a uh, 
player that stands outside the, the hardest boss in Elden Ring and offers to take down the boss for you um, if you struggle to do it yourself. But uh, I guess you can bring other players into the game. I don't know fully how it works. I just know it's like a multiplayer aspect. Um, he says that due to the announcement of the DLC, Shadow of the Erd Tree, he will be abandoning his post, essentially. But uh, he w he does still fight the boss all the time. Uh, does it a lot. Um, wow, he has 1,200 hours in Elden Ring in an interview he did with IGN. Um, and defeated the boss between six and 7,000 times. He's lost count. But uh, with that DLC coming in June... He might have to move on from Melania. He does want to play the new DLC and uh, is very excited. So if you're trying to beat Melania and Let Me Solo Her's not there, there's a reason why. Uh, Schoolboy Q, American rapper, has teased involvement in Grand Theft Auto 6. No surprise there. They try to get good artists to have uh, either some kind of role on the radio or as a character in the game. Uh, Sony has announced a massive amount of layoffs, 900 people to be exact, in a major reduction of staff, which is around 8% of its global PlayStation workforce. Uh, this is Sony Interactive Entertainment, of course, not uh, Sony as a whole, but uh, several in-development in games have been canceled. Uh, it's London Studio, Fire Sprite, or... PlayStation London studio will be closing. Uh, the playoffs affect Naughty Dog, Gorilla, and Fire Sprite. In a blog post posted by head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, said, quote, We have made the extremely hard decision to announce our plan to commence a reduction of our overall headcount globally by about 8% or about 900 people, subject to local law and consultation processes. Employees across the globe, including our studios, are impacted. These are incredibly talented people who have been part of our success, and we are very grateful for their contributions. However, the industry has changed immensely, and we need to future-ready ourselves to set the business up for what lies ahead. We need to deliver on expectations from developers and gamers and continue to propel future technology and gaming, so we took a step back to ensure we are set up to continue bringing the best gaming experience to the community. Unquote. So, it's a lot of you know, corporate gobbledygook, essentially. Uh, I sent a letter to, to the staff about it as well. Um, employees in the U.S. were told if they would still have a job. In the U.K., labor law requires a consultation process before layoffs. Sony has proposed shutting down their London studio. Uh, they, have, they primarily make VR games. Um, but it looks like their upcoming game is canceled. Uh... Fire Sprite will have layoffs. They were working on a new game. We don't know if that game is still happening. Um, but he, he issued more statements and things like that. But uh, Herman Holst, head of PlayStation Studios, confirmed layoffs impact Spider-Man developer Insomniac as well. Naughty Dog, um, as well as their technology creative and support teams. And Gorilla, uh, makers of Horizon Zero Dawn and such as well. Some games were canceled, saying, quote, a reevaluation of how we operate. We looked at our studios and our portfolio, evaluating projects in various stages of development, 
and decided that some of those projects will not move forward. I want to be clear that the decision to stop work on these projects is not a reflection on the talent or passion of team members. Our philosophy has always been to allow creative experimentation. Sometimes great ideas don't become great games. Sometimes a project is started with the best intentions before shifts within the market or industry result in a change of plan, unquote. Uh, Bungie, we know, of course, was affected by layoffs already last year. Insomniac put out a statement, um, and uh, several first-party studios have been cut. Um, wow. Yeah, they then their sales of PlayStation 5, of course, didn't meet their expectations over the holiday break, so that didn't help. Uh, sticking with PlayStation here for a second. Yuri Lowenthal, the voice of Peter Parker in the Spider-Man games, uh, was being interviewed and uh, with by Variety, and uh, he doesn't think that that will be the end of his tenure as Peter. Uh, he doesn't think Peter's story is completely over just yet, so that's a good sign, hopefully. Uh, Pokemon Presents was on Tuesday, yesterday. And we learned about several updates coming to different Pokemon games. Uh, a new Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise terror raids have been added to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The first being Venusaur, followed by Blastoise, and then the return of Mighty Charizard. Pokemon Horizons are, is getting a collab with Pokemon Go, where you can get Pikachu with Cap's hat. Uh, that's the new Pikachu character in the new Pokemon Horizons anime, which has replaced... The original Pokemon anime. Uh, there were several other different Pokemon available for Pokemon Day, which was yesterday. Uh, a new app called Pokemon Trading Card Game Pocket, which will feature uh, full Pokemon cards, packs, and Pokemon Trading Card Game playing, like you can play the game. Uh, will come out sometime later this year, and it also featured the, res the redesign of the back of the Pokemon card. So you might not have noticed, and I've never really realized it until now, um, but the back of the Pokemon card in the U.S. has not changed in the nearly 30 years it's been out. But uh, in Japan it was changed. But if, if you look at it, you'll notice that the P Pokeball design is wrong on the back of the Pokemon cards. And this is not fake. This is official. The official Pokemon card back, the button to open the Pokeball is on the bottom half, on the white side. It's not like that. In, in, it's actually on the, on the top, on the red. The card has never been changed in the nearly 30 years it's been out. But finally, the digital versions of the new cards in the app will feature a new back that features a correct Pokeball design. So it only took them 30 years in the U.S., uh, that was announced by Creatures, Inc., which is part of Pokemon that they handle the cards. Um, and then a new Pokemon game was announced, uh, being Pokemon Legends ZA, or Pokemon ZA, Pokemon Legends ZA. It is a return to Kalos, the Kalos region featured in Pokemon X and Y, which came out back in 2013. Uh, no Unova remakes, for that matter. This game was totally, totally unexpected. Oh, you know, there's more stuff for Pokemon Unite, whatever, uh, and Pokemon Masters EX, not important. Um, but 
yes, Pokemon Legends ZA, or however it's going to be described, uh, essentially a sequel to Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, if you go on the Pokemon subreddit, the PokeLeaks subreddit, all the leaks were all over the place. No one expected this, right? Everyone expected a return to Johto for Legends. Everyone expected a Unova remake or some kind of return to Unova other than the Teal Disc. The Teal... No, wait, that's the Teal Mask. The Indigo Disc DLC from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I am kind of excited. Uh, we also learned that it will take place entirely in Lumio City. Uh, which means you're not going to be able to explore all of Kalos. And, and, I'm very excited about this, the return of Mega Evolution. We have not had Mega Evolution since Pokemon, uh, I, th I think there was, there, there was Mega Evolution in Sun and Moon. So, it's been quite a while since we've had the ability to Mega Evolve Pokemon. Everyone is expecting new Mega Evolutions then with the, this Legends game. Uh, we don't know if it's future or past or anything like that, but I'm very excited. It is due out sometime next year. Uh, worldwide release confirmed for Nintendo Switch. No word on if it will be on whatever the next system will be. Uh, stick to the channel here if you guys want to learn more as we learn more about Pokemon Legends ZA. Uh, what's funny, too, is X and Y were like the first Pokemon games to not get like a third iteration. So up until that point, they they, they almost always had a third game. Um, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue, then Yellow came out. You had Gold and Silver, and then Crystal came out. You had Ruby and Sapphire, and then Emerald came out. You had Diamond and Pearl, and then Platinum came out. Uh, black and white were a little different, though. They had black and white and then black and white, too. So I guess you can kind of count that. Because um, technically, the third game's always counted as a semi-sequel to the original two. Uh, and then, of course, X and Y came out. There was supposed to be a Z. It's been heavily rumored that there was a Z. There was a lot of assets that focus on Zygarde. And, of course, we wouldn't get Zygarde complete form until X and Y, I think... Not until Ultra, sorry, not until Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon, if I remember correctly. But could you get a complete form Zygarde in X and Y? I don't think so. Uh, but anyway, it looks like we're finally getting the third quote-unquote game in X and Y. Uh, but this will be a Legends game with the return of Mega Evolution. And everyone is, is wondering why it's ZA. Because there is a character that's famously in X, X and Y named AZ. Um, so it's, it's a bit different. But the Z, obviously, emphasis on Zygarde. Uh, the myth legendary Pokemon, just like how uh, Legends Arceus was based on the god of Pokemon Arceus. Uh, EA Sports announced the release date for F1-24. The next game in their F1 franchise, which I think they only recently got. Uh, that will release on May 31st. Assassin's Creed Magic the Gathering cards have finally gotten their first looks. They look amazing. If you ask me, uh, you can pre-order those now if you guys play Magic the Gathering or you just want to have them for your collection. Uh, NVIDIA, NVIDIA's GeoForce service, which is like a game streaming service, um, 
has a free tier that will start showing ads. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you have ads. Ah, you'll view ads in the uh, while you wait in the queue to start your video game session. That's interesting. Um, Marcus Leto has left his EA studio, and um, which was a Battlefield game director or a Battlefield game developer. They were going to help with Dice, and uh, he left his company that was called. Let me see. He said, quote, I want to thank the Battlefield community for allowing me to listen to you while I was able. Your feedback will help make Battlefield stronger. I wish the teams at EA all the best moving forward. Um, he followed that up with saying, quote, yes, I left EA on my own accord. This was a very tough decision for me to make. I want to thank the Battlefield community for allowing me. And anyway, I said, quote, in the meantime, I'm only taking time away from games to see what, if anything, I want to do next, unquote. Marcus Leto is famously... Uh, the co-creator of Halo when he used to work at Bungie. And uh, he was the director of Battlefield Narrative. Whoa, I didn't know that. But uh, he's done a lot of games in his time as a developer. But uh, now he's leaving EA. Um, in a wild news report we learned that one of the games that sony had canceled in their layoffs was a twisted metal game but it was a live service game uh, this was comes to us via jason schreier from bloomberg it was in early development at uk studio fire sprite um, the game hadn't yet been greenlit but now it's officially canceled look i love the twisted metal franchise I don't think a live service version of the game would have succeeded. Um, you would have had to keep adding characters and seasons and things like that. And I, I don't know if there's room in that universe for that sort of thing. So, on one hand, I'm upset we're not getting a new Twisted Metal game. On the other, I'm not because it, I don't want a live service version. So... Have you ever been playing games and uh, wanted to be so immersed in them that you smelled what was going on? Well, a new company called GameScent uh, has made a new product that uses AI to release a scent that correlates to whatever you're playing. Uh, in a press release, the company says that it, quote, patent pending adapter allows the device to use real-time audio cues to dispense a scent uh, like the smell of the rain during a rainstorm or gunfire in a first-person shooter that corresponds with the game you're playing, unquote. So, you can up to PCs, consoles, VR headsets. You can plug it either into an HDMI or 3.5mm audio jack. It has swappable cartridges to keep the sensory adventure going. Um, and then it will has a neutralizer that removes the sense after you're gaming. Um... There, it's retailing for $150, and uh, it will include six cents. Gunfire, explosion, racing, clean air, storm, and forest. You can purchase new scents in the future that will include sports arena, blood, and fresh cut grass. Like I said, you can, you can buy it right now on Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, or GameStop for $150. Normally retails for $180. Um, you can buy it at PAX East next month if you are at the uh, convention. 
honestly kind of cool, also kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> so I, if you guys didn't know this, a lot of theme parks, especially Disneyland, they have these devices that pump in scents so that you like smell stuff and it's more immersive. So yes, gaming's going to try and do it now. Like if you're walking down Main Street USA at either Disneyland or Disney World, it smells like a bakery because they have these machines that pump out the scents. Uh, when I worked at Legoland, uh, they started bringing this in right right, uh, right around when I left. Um, in the hotel, they had this thing that made it smell like like pancakes or waffles all day. So it's it's they're essentially just using essential oils. Uh, they use different scents. Like I said, Disneyland uses it around the park for different things, mostly on Main Street. But it <laughs> looks like you can bring it home and smell gunfire as you're shooting guns in your game that you're playing. <laughs> um, wild. Uh, another studio, Deck Nine, the team behind some Life is Strange games, has announced a 20% reduction in staff. Um, it sucks to kind of go from a fun little story to a sad story like that. But uh, that is a uh, thing that's going on there. Um, Aspire, the studio that is releasing the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection next month, uh, has earned the ire of the community, as well as some major Star Wars creators, as it looks like they're not porting the original game code but potentially modded content that was created by the fans. Um, the original version had DLC that was exclusive to Xbox. It featured several maps, as well as Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress. Uh, but they played a certain way. And the trailer that was released last week showed off a, a version of Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress that were the modded versions that were created by uh, TMT Mr. Excitement in a, a, or no, his name is I Am Shaman. Wait, what? Oh, that was the Redditor, sorry. But he brought that DLC to PC in 2021, reskinning existing characters to look like the, the DLC characters. And it looks like his version of the mod was featured in the advertisement. No word yet on if, it looks like he was unaware. So we don't know if Aspire took his mod, did it themselves, or uh, got his permission. But something's not right at the Battlefront Classic Collection. We learned what the PS Plus games will be for the month of March. They will be Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Sifu, Hello Neighbor 2, and EA Sports F123. Hot off the heels of the announcement of the next game. Uh, the Star Wars Dark Forces remaster is officially out as of today. You can get it on Steam. Dark Forces was, of course, uh, the Doom clone, if you will, of uh, that Star Wars put out that would launch the Star Wars Jedi Knight franchise, which all great games. It tells the story of... Um, why can't I think today? It tells the story of Kyle Katarn as he tries to steal... The Death Star plans, the original stories story of it. Uh, let's see, Star Wars Dark Forces, Star Dark. That's that's not uh, the name of the game. It retails for thirty nine ninety nine, and uh, you can get it now 
It is now available. Oh, it's actually on sale for 10% off. Special promotion ends April 29th. You can get it for $27. So the Dark Forces Remaster is now available. came out today uh, from Night Dive Studios. They also made the System Shock Remaster. Oh, they did some good games. Some good games. Turok 3 Remastered. Rise of the Triad Remastered. Blade Runner Enhanced Edition. Power Slave. Yeah, they've done a lot of remasters, actually. Um, ooh, Turok 2. So, um, and the original Turok? Is that right? Did they really make the original Turok? Or did they just re-release it? Oh, yeah, no, they just re-released it. But, um, yeah, Star Wars Dark Forces. I've never actually played Dark Forces. I have it, but it doesn't run properly on modern PCs. So I'm definitely going to be getting the remaster to play it. Because it's Star Wars. <laughs> no. Um, Ubisoft has released some data about Skull and Bones since it released, saying it has achieved, quote, record player engagement, unquote. But again, I've heard it's under a million players. Um, has over four hours of average daily playtime, they also said. Second highest ever at the company. But they did not give a sales figure or a monthly active user or daily active user numbers. So I, I don't, four hours is not a lot. But we don't know how well it's actually done. It's not on Steam. We don't have Valve's official player concurrence. Um, but again, it launched with an eight hour free trial allowing you to chant up the chance to test the game before you buy it for $70. But again, the player numbers on Assassin's Creed Black Flag skyrocketed. Um, anyway, uh, the first season was released. Uh, it's called Tides of Terror and uh, comes with several different activities. Uh, Rockstar Games has asked employees to return to the office, and it's not for the reason you think. Uh, it has to do with them wanting to make sure GTA 6 doesn't get leaked anymore, <laughs> which of all things is, I think, a justifiable reason, uh, given the leaks and the uh, amount of information people want to learn about Grand Theft Auto 6. It is literally the most anticipated game of the decade. And uh, in a Bloomberg report, there was an email sent to staff on Wednesday by Jen Kolb, Rockstar Head of Publishing, said the decision was made to increase productivity and secure security measures. Productivity, bullshit. We've learned that a lot. Um, but uh, they found tangible benefits from having work in person. Again, as someone who uh, is the supervisor of a team that has a somewhat of a hybrid schedule and someone who worked in a company that had full remote in 2020 and 2021 uh, and then a, like a real true hybrid for the last few years up until last year and uh, again a semi-hybrid thing now I can tell you productivity did not change if they were at home or in the office sometimes it's actually lower when they're in the office to be frank um, but what Rockstar said quote Making these changes now puts us in the best position to deliver the next Grand Theft Auto at the level of quality and polish we know it requires. 
along with a publishing roadmap that matches the scale and ambition of the game, unquote. Look, um, again, I, I think that the security concerns are legitimate. Um, you maybe don't want to be on someone's home network that might be less secure, even with a VPN, things like that. You're, you know, your your home. There's more people coming in and out, unlike an office that you may might not have, you know, friends and stuff coming in and out of, and maybe potentially having access to your stuff. So I, I get it. Um, maybe not a super strong case, but I I can see the idea behind it especially given the leak of the trailer but i don't buy into the productivity thing necessarily um and then our biggest gaming news ea has announced massive layoffs uh, including the closure of ridgeline games which was the studio that marcus leto had been leading um some of those staff though will not lose their jobs as they will move to Ripple Effect to continue working on Battlefield. Um, he, Marcus Leto and Ridgeline was, of course, tasked to create the narrative of whatever the next Battlefield game would be, but it looks like that will not be happening. Um, but it will now shift to Ripple Effect, and some people from Ridgeline will move over there. Um... I guess they've moved some people behind. Ridgeline Games was only established in 2022 as well, so it wasn't even around for a long time. But uh, what we've also learned, like I said, EA is laying off around 670 people and moving away from licensed IP. Uh, that 670 people is about 5% of the workforce, which just shows you how big EA is. Uh, in a note sent to staff by CEO Andrew Wilson... Uh, they said, quote, accelerating industry transformation where player needs and motivations and cha are changed significantly. Um, so what he essentially said, quote, this greater focus allows us to drive creativity, accelerate innovation, and double down on our biggest opportunities, including our owned IP, sports, and massive online communities to deliver the entertainment players want today and tomorrow. Lastly, we are streamlining our company operations to deliver deeper, more connected experiences for fans everywhere that build community, shape culture, and grow fandom, unquote. So it looks like uh, they're also shutting down two mobile games, F1 Mobile Racing and MLB Tap Sports. They have canceled the first-person shooter that Respawn was working on that was going to be a Star Wars game that was potentially some sort of Mandalorian game that had been rumored. Uh, they continue to work on the next Jedi game, though, so that's good. Black Panther and Iron Man still coming out, even though they're shifting away from IPs. But uh, it will largely affect support teams. Some developers are being impacted, but not uh, a lot of them. They want to move them off canceled projects onto other teams. Uh, Wilson also said, quote, I understand this will create uncertainty and be challenging for many we have worked with such dedication and passion and have made important contributions to our company. While not every team will be impacted, this is the hardest part of these changes, and we will have deeply considered every option to try and limit impacts to our teams. Our primary goal is to provide team members with opportunities to find new roles and paths to transition onto other projects. Where that's not possible, we will support and work with each colleague with the utmost attention, care, 
and respect, unquote. But again, uh, he wrote a big long note. You can read it on different news sources. But uh, yeah, it's another massive layoff in the games industry, which is now several thousand people have been laid off across every developer and multiple continents. Um, so like I said, that Star Wars FPS is canceled. And uh, that's interesting. It was never officially announced. But uh, apparently these people will go on to work on Apex Legends, the Iron Man upcoming Iron Man game, Black Panther, and Respawn's third Jedi game. Uh, EA did confirm that that third game is official and will be coming. But uh, they're also going to restructure Battlefield teams, like I said. And uh, several other games have been canceled. So... Uh, we'll see how that affects EA moving forward. Uh, that is it for gaming news. Let's uh, let's head on up the five freeway and see what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? All right, so. What is going on in Hollywood, huh? Well, Mark Wahlberg has been told to start growing his mustache uh, and prepare for Uncharted 2. Maybe they'll be uh, better and closer to what Uncharted should be. Uh, Mark Ruffalo was talking about the MCU and uh, was being interviewed by GQ and he commented on how the MCU has expanded so much from uh, 12 hours and 24 minutes, which was what Phase 1 was, to now 54 hours and 40 minutes. That was all of Phase 4. Saying, quote, I think the expansion into streaming was really exciting, but the thing about Marvel movies is you had to wait three years, and that created a mystique. These corrections could be really positive things. Will it be what it was? I don't know, unquote. Speaking, of course, to the idea that they're going to dial back production. Granted, uh, I don't. We have a couple Marvel shows this year, but only one movie in Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace will be getting uh, expanded story content uh, in the form of a con comic that will release uh, in May to coincide with the film's 20th anniversary, and of course, a re-release in theaters that month. Amazon has announced that The Boys Season 4 will premiere in June, June 13th to be exact. I'm very excited for that. Love The Boys. Paramount Plus has renewed Frasier for a second season. Maybe more cameos from Cheers characters. Who knows? True Detective has been renewed for a fifth season uh, with Issa Lopez returning as showrunner. She was, of course, the creator of True Detective Night Country, the most recent season. HBO also announced that the next Game of Thrones spinoff, Night of the Seven Kingdoms, will premiere sometime in late 2025. Uh, they also announced that the Harry Potter series will premiere sometime on Max in 2026 as they look to nail down a showrunner. Uh, this will be, of course, a full reboot of the Harry Potter franchise uh, on television. Man, does that mean no more Fantastic Beast movies? That sucks. Uh, the Community movie is currently up in the air. It was supposed to film and release last year. Obviously, 
the dual strike, uh, put a giant nail in that one. Uh, but the creators are uh, concerned about production. They can't decide on their full status. Um, they don't know. They, they, they're essentially unsure of what level of production they're at. <laughs> uh, speaking with Variety creator Dan Harmon, also creator Rick and Morty, said that the script is, quote, almost done. Uh, despite Donald Glover saying it was done like a week ago. But uh, that was all due to Dan Harmon um, saying, quote, I can confirm Donald Glover's report that I told him the script was done. But I'll also say Donald's sources are so unreliable because the script is always almost done. What can I tell you about it? It's set on the campus of Greendale Community College. I'm super excited about it and we're almost done, unquote. So... I'm really hoping it gets made. I know all the stars are going to be worried about, you know, uh, conflicts of interest or uh, scheduling, things like that. Uh, of course, we got six seasons, and now the movie's coming. As it was always said, six seasons and a movie. Nickelodeon has announced that the Fairly Odd Parents will be returning to television screens. Uh, a new sequel series, and it's coming out this year. Uh, it will be animated. It will not be like the live-action one that came out recently. Uh, it will be called Fairly Odd Parents: A New Wish. It will be CG animated when it premieres this spring, like literally very soon. Uh, it will be on Netflix before the end of the year. A 20-episode show that uh, hopes to recapture what they're calling the magic. Cosmo and Wanda are back. Uh, with the original voice actors Suzanne Blakesley and Darren Norris. Uh, Timmy Turner will not return. It will follow them with a new child, uh, saying, quote, In Fairly Odd Parents, A New Wish, 10-year-old Hazel Wells has just moved to the big city of Dimadelphia because of her dad's new job. On top of being in an unfamiliar environment, it's the first time she's been without her brother Anthony, who's just left for college, leaving her lonely and unsure of herself. All that changes when the pink and green-haired neighbors next door reveal that they are no ordinary neighbors. They're Cosmo and Wanda. Fairy godparents. Fairy godparents! <laughs> and they're coming out of retirement to make all of Hazel's wishes come true. Unquote. Uh, this follows the original run that went for 16 years and 172 episodes. And uh, like I said, had a live-action spin-off show last year on Paramount+, Plus, uh, which was called The Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter. Um, it will be, uh, Butch, creator Butch Hartman will serve as executive producer along with Fred Seibert and, uh, co-executive producers include David Stone, Lindsay Katai, Ashley Crystal Harrison, and Daniel Abramovici and, uh, does not have an official release date, but says spring. I did see on TikTok, I follow Butch Hartman. Um, he posted a video with voice actors, Suzanne Blakesley and Darren Norris to announce it as well. But uh, I'll take a large fries and a chocolate shake, rubber mousse, chocolate goose. Is that what it, what it was? I don't know. Timmy is an average kid. Will Hazel be an average kid? Um, a new Discovery, see, Star Trek Discovery trailer was released, very much upping the action and showing off what looks to be a more adventure-focused show. Uh, and some kind of galaxy-spanning adventure, and uh, what looks to be like they're hunting some kind of treasure. I don't know what that means. 
A live-action Naruto film may be in the works with Destin Daniel Cretton at the helm. Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton is famous, of course, for directing Shang-Chi. Great movie. And in the wildest news that I've learned in quite a while, it looks like, uh, this is via, reported via the Wall Street Journal, that when AT&T owned Warner Brothers several years back, executives had asked showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss of Game of Thrones to film the show vertically so you could watch it on your phone. And it was openly discussed making, quote, snackable, unquote, mini-episodes of Game of Thrones, which, Jesus fucking Christ, AT&T, um, that, that's just, that is insane. That is the most insane thing I have ever heard. Um, <laughs> AT&T, you guys are... God, Game of Thrones would have crashed and burned if they did that. Look at Queeby, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Look at Queeby. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Stellan Skarsgård thinks that Season 2 of Andor may actually come out this year or early next year, despite rumors that because of the strikes, uh, the show was delayed to sometime in 2025, which doesn't make sense because I had heard that they really filmed almost everything and it was just post-production that was needed. Uh, Crunchyroll has announced that they are trying to find a way to bring uh, Funimation subscribers' digital libraries with them in the new merger. Uh, in an interview with The Verge, Crunchyroll president Raul Perini, yeah, I did not expect that person to be the head of Crunchyroll. I know that's a little bit of stereotyping there, but <laughs> I, I did not expect that. Um they are working on a solution for customers who will lose access to their Funimation digital libraries next month in April. Um, and we had talked about that last week that they would essentially lose it all. But uh, they released a guide how you can merge their, wa your, their watch list and queue into Crunchyroll once Funimation starts to end. Uh, but their digital libraries would be lost. But Perini told The Verge, quote, we are working really hard to directly with each customer ensure that they have an appropriate value for what they got in the digital copy initially. As people reach out to us through customer service, we are responding and handling each of those requests as they prefer, unquote. Uh, also saying, quote, so it could be that they get access to a digital copy on any of the existing other services where they might be able to access it. It could be a discount access to our subscription service so they can get access to the same shows through our subscription service, unquote. Honestly, that's pretty good. It reminds me of when Steve Ballmer gave the Xbox team a blank check when the Red Ring of Death issue was going on. Um, but that that's nice of them to, to actually make up for it. Uh, the customer's not always right. I work in customer service, so I can say that. Whoever made that up should be tarred and feathered and shot out back. Uh, but in this case, the customer is right and deserves something. Um, but not always. Avatar The Last Airbender saw a large viewership on Netflix, hitting 21.2 million views in its first four days, which was more than 
made it the most watched title on Netflix during the week of February 19th through the 25th, but 13% above the One Piece adaptation, which only had 18.5 million viewers over its first four days in September. Uh, Netflix, of course, is being a little more transparent with viewership, especially after the strikes. And uh, who knows, though, if a second season is coming. They have yet to make a decision on that. Um, In what I consider great news, the Naked Gun franchise is returning with Liam Neeson uh, as the star. This has been rumored for quite some time. But Liam Neeson will star in the upcoming reboot set now for 2025, July to be exact, to be a paramount. I don't know if it's going to be a full reboot or if they're sticking with the story where he would be playing the son of Leslie Nielsen's Frank Drebin character. Uh, It will be produced by Seth MacFarlane and is being written by Akiva Schaefer of The Lonely Island. I'm very excited. I very much enjoy the Naked Gun films. Uh, Paramount also announced that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem sequel will release in the fall of 2026. So a three-year gap between films. That's about normal. Uh, Amazon has announced that the showrunners for Rings of Power have recently signed on to a new three-year deal and have recently begun working on season three. We still don't even have a release date for season two. And they're already working on season three. And then uh, final bit of news. Uh, Today, we learned the passing of Richard Lewis, famous stand-up comedian, uh, widely known for portraying a fictionalized version of himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, of which you can see him in its final season airing currently on HBO Max. Uh, He was 76, friends with Larry David since uh, essentially they were children, Um, a comedian's comedian, if you will. I've seen a lot of stuff with him. I will always remember him uh, for his role as playing Prince John in Robin Hood Men in Tights, the Mel Brooks film. I have a mole, but um, yeah, it, it uh, hearing that and then getting some other personal news, just not a fun day, not a fun day at all. Um, if you guys want to check out Richard Lewis, I, I highly urge you to watch some of his HBO stand up specials. Man's hilarious. Um, or watch Curb. He's not in all the episodes. He's in a lot of them, though. Uh, or go and watch uh, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. But great comedian that was lost. Great, great comedian. Um, that's it for today's episode. Uh, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you have a great leap day. I mean, we don't get them often every four years. Uh, so what are you guys going to do with it? So that's, uh, that is it for episode 303. 303 episodes, Nixner News. I uh, appreciate all you guys and uh, hope you have a great leap day. And uh, I will see you in March. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means with a fax machine. Thank you.